Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Question of the week from the Naked Scientists. Hello and welcome to Question of the Week from the Naked Scientists with me, Diana O'Carroll. This week, prepare for a deep impact. Hi, this is Mike calling from uh, the United States in Tucson, Arizona. Love your guys' podcast. It's great. What I was wondering was what would be the short and long-term difference if a significant, you know, like a dinosaur-killing type asteroid or meteor would impact the Earth in either a landmass or in the deep ocean or polar ice cap. And using a nifty bit of asteroid impact software, this is what our expert came up with. Hi, I'm Heather Jackson, and I'm from the National Museum of Wales. Well, if we imagine the size of this potential asteroid, it's perhaps 10 kilometres across, similar to the size of the one which fell in Mexico 65 million years ago. Wherever it hits, it's going to be incredibly destructive. The most devastating impact is likely to be in the ocean because it could potentially cause tsunamis, and the least destructive would be if it were to hit a poorly populated area, perhaps like Antarctica. The size of this object is something the size of Cardiff, traveling at 25 times the speed of sound. The compressed column of air traveling in front of it would heat the ground to almost as hot as the surface of the sun, and the blast wave would kill anything within about 250 kilometers instantly. But the real killer would be the long-term atmospheric effects that would be caused by the vaporization of rock, particularly if that rock contained large amounts of sulfur, because that could lead to severe acid rain. Predictions as to the size of the waves produced if it fell in the ocean vary, but it's clear that a large impact would drown coastal areas, which is where most of our population lives. So the Pacific coast of Asia is a particularly deadly place for an asteroid to strike because of the population density there and the potential for tsunamis. Overall, the worst effects would be caused by a meteorite falling into an ocean, perhaps not particularly deep, about two kilometers deep causing a tsunami and then vaporizing seabed sediments, which contain a lot of carbon dioxide and a lot of sulfur, which would cause climate change for years to come. So if you're going to tell your incoming asteroid to go anywhere, you'd probably send it to the North Pole, except that's where all the oil is. So maybe the South instead. On our forum, we had all sorts of suggestions. Majidus Skientia will be hiding out in his underwater city, Turnip Sock suggested the Sahara, we might make a lot of glass that way, and one writer called Ethos agreed with our expert that a polar cap is the best landing pad. And from things careering into the Earth to things escaping. Hi, this is Nigel, and I've always wondered, is the Earth leaking? Could water evaporate into space? And given enough time, could the Earth end up like Mars, a desolate wasteland with not a drop of water to be found? Where does all the water go? Do we need to install a giant umbrella on the planet to stop it raining outwards? Give us your thoughts by email chris at thenakedscientist.com or via the forum at thenakedscientist.com forward slash forum. Question of the Week is part of the Naked Scientists podcast and supported by the EPSRC, the Wellcome Trust and UK Fast. Look us up online at nakedscientists.com.